0: Welcome back to the Ink and Thread podcast with your host, Jeremy Picker, and... Angelo Montiel. How's it going, guys? Happy New Year to everyone. Hope uh, everyone had a great time off for for the holidays, for Christmas, for New Year's. And if you're back to work, welcome back. If not, enjoy the rest of your time off. Hmm. Last episode, we talked about how Virgil Abloh said that Streetwear will die. Angelo, has Streetwear died yet?
1: <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so.
0: <laughs> since since we came out with that episode, there's more and more articles talking about that. And, you know, everyone's up in arms, which is, you know, I think part of it, starting, starting friction, you know, even mm-hmm. if he just set it off the cuff, you know, he might not have realized all the backlash he would get. But I think it's good that it's starting this whole conversation around you know streetwear in the future
1: unless unless it was a marketing stunt which it, it worked because uh everyone's talking about it so kudos
0: yeah marketing stunt for his next line coming mm-hmm, out which sure. is <laughs> quotes anti streetwear right <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure it'll sell where so well so today we wanted to Take this time and talk about a couple things, mainly setting goals, resolutions, and uh, you know, talk about how how we do them here at Amber. Talk about the conversation of how people, you know, are anti-resolutions, anti-goals as far as you know, using the new year. But, you know, I think part of this is one to help us, you know, to stay accountable to each other. And then you, the listeners, you know, we, if we put it out there, we're more, we're more, um, our, we're more accountable to actually get those done. And hopefully, you know, in two, three months we can ask each other or (laughs) our listeners can ask us, you know, how's that going just to, to make sure we're on the right path. And then really to, um, find out some tips and ideas, uh, that, you know, you might not utilize or that, um, you know, some of the thought leaders have talked about, we'll kind of discuss that. And then part 2 we'll be talking about the thrift store trend spotting that um, we are so fond of. Yeah. Um, you know, we started, I think you, Angelo, have always been doing that. I used to do it a lot the last couple years because of the, the, the little babies. Uh, I haven't got out to the thrift store much, but um, it, and it's something we both love and, mm-hmm. uh, excited to share our process when we go to the, when we go to the thrift store. Yep. For sure. Eat magazine recently posted an article about new year's resolutions and their statistic was that 80% of us will fail to achieve our new year's resolutions. Ouch. Um, what a great article it gave me a lot of self-confidence <laughs> <laughs> on what we're about to talk about. Um, you know, in the past, I have failed a lot on my new year's resolutions. You know, I think personal, our personal resolutions or goals are a lot harder to accomplish than, than business ones, just because we have more people to keep us on track and keep us accountable. Um, in the last few years, Angelo, are there any resolutions that stand out to you that you did accomplish or a couple big ones that. You started and you just kind of put it on the shelf.
1: Yes, a uh, couple big ones. Uh, um, I bought my first home, my, my first house, so that's that was pretty big. Uh, it was it was hard, and, uh, but I did it. Uh,
0: nice, uh, Kevin. Can you insert cheers here, or <laughs> clapping from the audience? Thank
1: you. <laughs> and I also bought a car, so that was two two major. Um, accomplishments and uh, I'm awesome. pretty proud. Yeah. What about
0: you? Mine was to a couple years to break that 2 million mark, you know, while it is business, like I live and breathe it. So like, I don't, it's not like there's a separation there for me. Um, so that was a pretty cool accomplishment. And then health goals are ones that I started, but failed uh tremendously you know i i had a lot more time when i didn't have kids and again it's an excuse i can make time i probably watch too much netflix at times Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but you know i know now that i have kids like the health goals i need to actually make it even more of a priority um since i started late and you know i want to live live a long life so those are things that are well the the health and the, the eating right is is on my list for this year. Um, so, but I'm just trying to figure out how to make that work in my my hectic lifestyle and right. when to do it, but um, it's definitely an important one.
1: Yeah, really important.
0: So the article goes on and talks about how you should create a word of the year that you live by. So instead of, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to try this. I want to go here is come up with like a, a word or a phrase that is that kind of mission statement for the year. Interesting. Um, and you know, instead of just task or just lists is what is that thing I'm going to write on the mirror or remind myself every day, um, to accomplish. And I think that overall, word or phrase is is going to live throughout everything you put on your list so just to share what we had at amber back in 2018 i don't know if you remember our goal was own it so you know instead of when we had a small team everything on my back to get things done we set the standard to say everyone if you don't like something in the company if you want to add something to the company if you want to improve something in the company we will accept that but you have to own it and Mm -hmm. so that was that was the word that we kind of had or the phrase that we had in 2018 2019 was launch it so just owning it is you know we found out wasn't enough It, it wasn't getting us to completion of the goals or the projects. And so launching it, and that's the hardest thing, and we talk about this a lot as creatives, we we can start something, we own it, we have that discipline to build and create, but then the launching part, and then not only the launching part, the, the next phase of continuing it, yep. that seems to be the hardest, hardest thing to see through. Yeah, I agree. On the launch it, you know, I think we 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 did a lot of, of good things. We um, we started pitches for clients, you know, instead of just waiting for a client's direction, we actually proactively took some of our larger clients and put what's trending, you know, wh- how we see their brand, how their brand could look on different items, not only logo, but then also what we, call and you'll hear us say it a lot is the lifestyle mm-hmm. um, you know when you started the pitch I think a year ago how do you feel that has progressed over the last year and you know contributed to new business I mean
1: I'm, I'm getting pretty good at understanding uh, the client's needs uh, the look you know the vibe the the lifestyle and uh, um, it's it's pretty you know it's it's been a good experience. Uh, I'm learning to whiten my my um, my design skills, you know. And uh, we have, you know, we have pitched tons of incredible uh, merchandise, and it's it's. I feel like we've grown so much, you know, this this year. So it's our pitches are only going to get better, and uh, uh, let's hope for some some big uh, some big sales this. 2020 is coming 2020
0: for sure. And one thing you said is knowing what the clients want. And I think that's a big thing for designers, especially is they're usually pretty disconnected from the client. Um, You know, a lot of freelancers, you know, let's say that design band merch, they get a brief and they submit a bunch of designs and they don't have that direct correspondent with the client or they don't even and i should say they don't even know the audience very well they're just trying to come up with a cool design and i feel like there's a lot of disconnect and there's a lot of designs that fall short because they don't know what the client wants and the client needs and so i think that's not only for the company but you also is pulling you into those conversations to to hear what the client is trying to communicate because how I filter that information, how our project managers filter that information and how we, how we distribute that to you could be very different or will be very different than what you perceive Mm -hmm. from a a client meeting. So, you know, I think this year pulling you in to a lot of those things um, has been a great, great thing for our customers. And then, yeah, for our creativity and our pitches, you know, a lot of it isn't just illustrative work or creative work that you're, doing as far as original artwork but how can we see their whole brand as a whole with their logos and then bringing in those lifestyle pieces that will resonate with the audience not Mm -hmm. just putting your your brand on a a drink mug just because that's what's popular but how how we can how how can we design for that medium that isn't just a billboard for your logo it speaks to who that company is or Again, it could even be an encouraging statement like, you know, but first coffee, you know, like Mm -hmm, any of those mm -hmm. statements that have nothing to do with your brand, but that is why they're gonna use it and keep it in rotation instead of just your logo. So having that logo secondary has been a good, good part for those pitches as well.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: So this year, you know, we haven't finalized our phrase and our word for the year, Um, you know, while I like the own it, the launch it, I I couldn't, And then one of the other words, figure it out, is you know let's let's teach ourselves that. We're I I feel like we can learn anything you know we put our minds to. And so um, I think in the past it's just been on one person to figure that out. But now that collectively, collectively we can learn you know how Facebook pixels work and you know how how these funnels and upsells you know through Shopify you know let's figure it out together because. We have concept to production down to a science, in my opinion, mm-hmm. but then it's that next phase, which at the end of the day, it's the most important phase of how to to sell that product and then how to market it. So yeah. um, push through or figure it out is, is one of the top um, words. Is there anything that um, comes to mind that would be, um, whether it's your personal one for the company or maybe a company, wide word, you know, to put to our goals and and visions.
1: I think push through is, uh, is pretty good uh, as a creative. I feel myself being a little bit of a uh, perfectionist, you know, and, and I want the designs to be perfect and this logo to be perfect. And it's just, uh, we just need to get things out there and uh, things will get better. And, you know, the the Facebook we know now, it it's not, the Facebook that came out, you know, those years ago. So yep. yeah, things will get better and improve. So I think push through is just we need to push, you know, things out and uh, uh, make them as fast as possible and um, keep keep you know improving them. And uh, I, I like push through. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Yeah, one of the things is we we kind of talk about is plan, do, check, and adjust. So you know, we can plan things out, but you have to do it and then you check if it's working and then you adjust it. You know, I think that freezes a lot of people is the fear of the perfectionism. But I think mm-hmm. the perfectionism is, is an excuse to not do and not create action. So, you know, I think embracing, It's not going to be perfect. You know, that's why business plans, a lot of people are for business plans and a lot of people are against them because you're basically guessing. You have no idea what the company is going to grow to or how your process is going to relate to customers or how your products are going to get received. So you have to just do knowing it's not going to be perfect and then you see what's working, what's not working and then you adjust to fix and then, Mm -hmm. you know, it it grows. And I think that's what builds confidence as well is, getting it out there that accomplishment of just doing and launching is is good for the self-esteem and then again it's that how how are things working because you could just launch and not do any of the checking and adjusting and you'll, you, you can fail so mm-hmm. um, those are the things that we talk about and how we internally do n- new year's resolutions or 2020 goals um is we collectively, everyone on the team, you know, puts down what they want to accomplish personally. Um, You know, not all all personal goals people want to share, but the things that they do want to share. Goals for the company, you know, for those that have been here a while, kind of have a better understanding than the new people. But, you know, I think the new people having that fresh perspective um, and not knowing the old way of how things were done, I think is is really good for us and so we have everyone just kind of bullet point and talk about how they can contribute to the company and then you know how we can accomplish that and so as we put all those bullet points together we'll then go through and prioritize you know how how does this kind of relate to our our short-term long-term goals and then what is nice to have you know like Mm -hmm. a lot of things that At the end of the day we need sales (laughs) you know we 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 have to keep that revenue coming in but then how what are some new opportunities what are some new things that um we will figure out and then we will add dates to the calendar so what is a date that we we think realistically we can accomplish those goals and you know i think a few years ago we used to be too advantageous and like you know, we want to accomplish this in two weeks and then this in four weeks, but then business happens and the heat of, you know, the t-shirt season happens. And so we end up pushing them off and pushing them Mm -hmm. off and then the next goals kind of get pushed back. So, you know, one thing I think we've learned is being realistic. Um, you know, I know that's helped with some of the art projects, but then also hurt, like, you know, our lookbook, we started Mm -hmm. a year ago and, things got pushed and pushed and pushed and... for
1: sure which i think it's going to be a, a completely different look now is i mean things have changed so much you know either from from my end you know my my, my experience my uh, outlook of uh, you know fashion and and streetwear so it's it'll be different but uh, it will get done
0: absolutely it and it'll be so much different than if we would have finished it a year mm-hmm. ago i yeah. mean just the design aesthetic that we had as a company from then till now, like, you're not seeing this, but this is an old mug that we did with our old branding, you know, very, very simple icons and repeating patterns. And then the one that Angelo's um, using, you know, we are bringing in textures and bringing in a little more experimental, experimentation with design. And, you know, I think we, are starting to find our taste you know we we are making a little more edgy you know Mm -hmm. and a little more design focused because at the end of the day you know that's what we are that's our foundation is the design so yeah i'm excited to see how our lookbook will progress and accomplish it by (laughs) what's our date for that uh
1: q i want to say q1 the the end of q1 i think it'll It'll be done and uh go into production Q2.
0: I like that. So in the end of March, please hit us up and ask us for a copy of the lookbook and put us to the fire. We are gonna (laughs) do our best to finish that. Yep. Um, and then after that, setting those calendar goals, we kind of work our way back to create smaller milestones and check-ins to get us to accomplish that. So, you know. Is it, is it a weekly check-in that the team has with each other to say this is what I'm going to work on for this week instead of trying to go too too grand? And that's what I think a lot of people stall is I have this big goal, but they don't know how to get there. And it's like baby steps, mm-hmm. you know, I need little wins to start yeah. growing that momentum. Start an outline, you know, task one, you know, set the template in place. So Um, you know, it's going to be different for everyone, but we found that that is a helpful way to try to accomplish something big. Um, you know, instead of trying to say, how am I going to get from here to there? It's, it's those little in between tasks or in between accomplishments that are going to ultimately get you to that Mm -hmm. final goal. So a couple perspectives from the experts. Um, Sir Richard Branson, he shares his five tips for making a list of goals. And we've kind of talked about some of them, how we do it. But he said, write down every idea you have. Again, getting it out, it doesn't have to be totally worked through. It's just an idea. Again, whether if you're actually going to do it, you just want to get as many ideas out as possible because you never know from that exercise, that ideation, what is going to pop into your head. Or if you're in a collaborative environment, what will spark the other person to mm-hmm. come up with something yeah. different? Keep more than one list separating goals by how manage... Keep more than one list separating goals by how manageable or realistic they are. So again, some of your, the big audacious goals, you know, you really have to push yourself hard and it might not fall in line, you know, with some of your other goals. So how can you have those big ones and you know and keep yourself encouraged while still achieving some of the other goals you have cross off completed tasks and celebrate success and so you know that's where those little tasks come in place just a simple setting an outline or starting your website or getting on TikTok. like those little wins are are gonna help you build confidence and confidence breeds confidence and accomplishment and then celebrate with others even if it's little you know put it out there on social media you know that's what we're trying to do here again we're trying to keep ourselves accountable but then you know help others you guys be accountable and and you know rely on us hey we're here to 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 root you on you know sometimes a lot of people don't have a network of, you know, people to motivate them. A lot of people are like, oh, why are you doing that? You know, come out and hang out with us instead of, you know, focusing on what you feel is best for you. And so, um, we're here, you know, our social media handles, we'll put them in the link below Mm -hmm. and yeah, let's have a conversation. Whether you're here in Colorado or in Jakarta, (laughs) I've just heard that this morning. Or if you're in Australia, like let's let's um, use the Internet and technology to to help each other um, accomplish our goals. And then number four, set objectives that are measurable. Again, it's hard to see some of it, you know, from start to finish. And so um, how are you going to measure your success within that big goal? Some goals, it's literally. I'm going to buy a domain, set up a WordPress and launch a blog. Like that could all be done in one weekend versus I want to build an app. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of steps that are going to go into that, not only in, in the storyboarding, but the coding and then the design and then getting approved by Apple and then distributing it and Mm -hmm. marketing. Like there's a lot of steps just in that. And so, if you just think, oh, I'm gonna start an app, you will never finish that app if you don't break it down into into baby steps. Baby yeah. steps for yeah. sure. And then hit Richard Branson's fifth was share your resolutions and goals goals with others. Again, speaking them, you know, just writing them down is good, but speaking them into the world. That is not only telling yourself and getting in your ears, you know, like mm-hmm. there's all your five senses, just keeping in your mind, it could easily get pushed off, but speaking it into the world and then you hear it yourself, which keeps it in front of your mind. And then others are hearing it and, you know, it pushes you to want to do it because, you know, people are like, is this guy full of it or is he actually <laughs> yeah. going to do what he says? You know, I one thing we found in business is we want everyone to think the way we do about merchandise and that's not always the case so like when we left trying to please everyone and did what's best for our company i think that brought a lot of happiness and fulfillment at least me personally because i wasn't trying to be this for this company who's completely different from company b who's different from this restaurant like we we stopped trying to be all things to all people and we just became ourselves which we you have to establish that over time what you're about or what your culture about mm-hmm. um but I, I know that's a big one um and me personally i've always you know what's my mom gonna think <laughs> what's yeah, my wife yeah. gonna think what what are these people gonna think and um it really can bring you down and so really how do you quit pleasing everyone to again accomplish those big audacious goals you have yeah living in the past is not gonna help you at all in the future learning from the past yeah but living in the past is is only gonna help you dig a bigger hole and you won't accomplish those things because you're always looking backwards instead of forwards
1: yeah you're just gonna move on
0: number four putting yourself down i mean struggling you know self-esteem is I think everyone's nemesis you know even people that think they have it all together if you're so hard on yourself that like you know it instead of pushing you to to continue and go forward a lot of people it breaks them and they give up and they 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 stop trying to be better they they stop accomplishing they just going through the motions and i think that's a big reason why people don't not only accomplish resolutions or goals it's why they they just they stop is you know oh I suck or I can't do this or mm-hmm. I failed instead of you know having some slack and forgiveness for yourself um, you know
1: yeah I agree. it's not
0: all or nothing
1: and it's a long process you know you're just gonna learn to appreciate yourself and uh, just gonna keep going
0: absolutely and then number five overthinking goes back to what we were talking about people want to have everything laid out to perfection not even knowing if that's going to work but again i know people you know in the past have wanted to start a business or you know they wanted to launch something but they wanted to have everything in a row everything set out which it's good to plan but it's better to do Mm -hmm. quote that kevin it's good to plan but it's better to do is yeah. that what I said yeah cool um but yeah overthinking can can <laughs> sorry when you overthink it's just it's not gonna go well
1: hmm and I've been a a victim of
0: that and uh
1: 2020 it's it's the year for me to do instead of overthinking and uh trying to make things perfect uh, i'm just gonna do so check back with me
0: yeah and and that's why we're doing the podcast you know i think you you think about things and you talk about it but we're like is anyone going to listen what are we going to talk about are we ever going to get any you know people to come on our show but again we're starting even though the last couple episodes uh, last three all three episodes have been me and angelo you know we we have some guests coming up in q1 um and hopefully that'll grow you know again i think part of it is for ourselves like we're working through our ideas we're working through things that work for us and it creates that conversation Mm -hmm. that we are going to get better from it but then also how can we create value for You, the listeners, you know, you might be in a different spot in your business, whether you're starting up or you're well-established, you know, we want to, we want to challenge, you know, monotony and, and coasting. You know, we want, we want to encourage people to, to follow their dreams, follow their um, goals and visions. And again, it's for us just as much as for everyone else. Yep. And if no one listens, again, we have something on our portfolio (laughs) that we did and we launched and we, Continued, So, um, you know, kind of the three things I gathered from reading everyone's tips online, you know, different magazines, different thought leaders, and how do you achieve your resolutions or goals is number one, accountability, getting friends, family, coworkers to help you push through to consistency. You need time and repetition to create a habit. It's not going to happen overnight. You know, it's taken, you know, three to five years for me not to be healthy and exercising i'm not going to get it back in a couple months so like having that acceptance of don't go to that you know 24 year old jeremy where i was buff and working out and really active you know that's not me anymore so i can't have those goals for myself because I will be let down instantly because two months is going to come by and I'll lose a pound maybe and (laughs) nothing will you know look different other than my internals which it's hard to see Um, you know really finding out that consistency and then being reasonable in your schedule you know not pushing too hard to you know finish through allowing for life to be in the way for things to come up and again not dragging it out but just being realistic um in those goals and then have some grace like some is better than none you know doing it a little bit and even if you fell you know you, you're trying to stay away from carbs and you you mess up that next week like have a little grace for yourself and don't beat yourself up about it like just start over you mm-hmm. know and i think real being realistic with that and and accepting that you know you're not going to be perfect and it's going to take time to build those habits yeah which Um,
1: goes back to just kind of move on you know recover move on and uh just keep pushing
0: for sure would love to hear how all of you approach new year's resolutions do you set goals do you um just you know continue just like a like another week another day um you know any tips that you have to help us, um, get better at our goals. You know, I see a lot of people on the internet, they're like, if you haven't created the habit now, you're never going to do it. And I'm like, I, I, feel like that's putting negativity out. Like if it is a stepping stone to accomplishing your goals and starting new habits, well, I'm all for it. Um, mm-hmm. saying that, well, you know, you need to start it now, which yeah, is good. But for those people that aren't that disciplined, they need that that fresh start for the most part. We're gonna go into T-shirts and merchandise, and um, the the segment today is gonna be trend spotting at the thrift store. Yep. Which you know, for those of you that know Angelo and I, we love the thrift store. Um, you know, we are trying to make it a habit every every couple times a month at least, as a team, to go to the thrift store. I know, Angelo, you you do that a lot on, you know, weekends or, um, after work, but, um, you know, for, for us, the, the, the thrift store has a lot of things beyond just used uh, merchandise. And so we kind of broke down our three step approach to going to the thrift store, not only to give us, um, some purpose, you know, so we're not just going and spending money and, you Mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. just, just looking like window shopping. We have a threefold approach and, um, we want to share it with you guys and gals. Number one is to find cool pieces that we can resell. Angelo. I know that you scored some cool things, um, last week's trip. And, um, I wanted you to talk about what you plan on doing with them. What are some of those pieces Mm -hmm. and, um, what you started since then?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, everyone knows that I'm into, you know, finding cool vintage pieces. Uh, just kind of stay with the classics, you know, the classic brands. Champion has made a huge comeback. So I was looking for specific champion pieces. Uh, and, you know, Nike is always a, a popular brand, uh, Ralph Lauren. So those were the main that the main brands I was looking for, you know, something Cool, unique, and popular, and uh, something that I can put on, on online. I just opened my uh, eBay store and uh, trying to sell some of those pieces, and also a uh, an Instagram page where I can showcase and and kind of show you know show the world what I found, and uh, hopefully you know get some 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 sales out of that. But you know, most of it is just I like it. It it it's fun to. Find full cool, you know, find cool pieces and um, show, you know, show the world what you found. So it's it's cool.
0: Uh, what's the name of your new Instagram account so people can go follow them and we'll link it in the um, comments below. For sure,
1: Malhai Retro Supply Company. Um, we talked about you know doing things and launching and uh, I uh, I actually made the logo last night. I was That's, you know, Looks just, rad. Thanks. Nah. <laughs> something (laughs) you know something came you know and to my mind and I I couldn't stop thinking about it so it was late I was tired but I just did it I did the logo and uh, made the uh, made the uh, the Instagram profile and it's 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 looking pretty cool so I'm gonna take some some photos of what I found and uh, and post
0: this week Awesome. If you all are liking Champion, uh, he scored some really cool, uh, authentic vintage, um, crew neck sweatshirts. So Mm -hmm. he'll post those up. Um, yeah. And so for me in the past, I used to buy and sell vintage t-shirts and this is when eBay was a little newer and the pricing wasn't as crazy as it is now. I used to go buy lots L-O-T of vintage t-shirts and I knew a specific brand it was called Velvashine and I'm really surprised a lot of these vintage stores, not the thrift stores but you know the vintage stores or what's another word that people call their like the resale or the the second
1: hand? Yeah it's a
0: little more expensive a little more curated than a what? Yeah so like you know a a vintage boutique type of thing uh, consignment store yeah you know, consignment it? like a few of those that are a little step above in the pricing mm-hmm. premium and premium yeah when I asked them you know do they have any Velvachine? a lot of them have never heard that brand so first off any of you out there you like vintage t-shirts check out Velvachine. it was a brand in the 70s and 80s it's no longer around but they made some killer vintage shirts um, but yeah I used to buy and sell like buy 10 20 of them and then resell them, you know, for 5 10 bucks each and back then, you know, I was making a little bit, but it was more again for the hunt. Yep. I would keep the pieces that fit me and then sell the rest. Now eBay, it, it's just overpriced in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, um I'm not going on there unless I really need something. But yeah, the 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 hunt of that. So us finding the cool pieces and which reselling,
1: is good. which is good for us cuz that means we can get much more money out of a piece than before. So if people are, you know, willing to pay for it, then good for us.
0: Yeah. And so a tip from Gary V because he likes to um, go to yard sales and Mm -hmm. estate sales. When you go to eBay, go to the advanced filter section and you can only see posts that have sold. And that way, you know, you're not looking at what people are Hosting it for it's actually what has been sold recently, mm-hmm. so that can help you really gauge what price that item is going for. Yep. Number two, we study vintage tees for cool colorways, um, you know how they were printed back then, and then how the garment wears over time. And so yep. that's the fun part of of trend spotting. Not only just trends, but just you know find. We love the vintage look, and so how can we a lot of those pieces, and some of them we end up buying to bring into the, the studio here to see how can we replicate that now. How can we take how that shirt has washed been a, th- a thousand times, how the ink is cracked, or how you know part of the ink is c- completely coming off, and the leaves kind of that shadow of the under underprint. Yep, the underbase. Yeah. So how do how how can we replicate that? So we recently bought. A vintage shirt, and it had, you know, a flock, and um, had some embroidery with it. And so, we use that to say, instead of just throwing a distress filter over a design and calling it vintage, we're actually creating, recreating that authenticity through design. So, through your textures, through your distressing techniques, and then, how can you use screen printing, inks, or embroidery, or applique? replicate that weathered aged one in look.
1: Correct. I mean my my goal is to uh, confuse the buyer of thinking is this vintage or is this is this a new piece? Uh, so that's my goal. I always trying to replicate you know the,
0: the natural distress. And for those of you that have seen kind of our designs um, here at Amber love the vintage look. Again, I feel like it's timeless. It's classic. Vintage, distressed, worn-in shirts will always be in because they're comfortable. They're not, you know, it's not necessarily an armor of ink. Um, Hopefully through time (laughs) some of the inks come off, so it's not a complete shield, but you know, for a lot of our clients, I mean, we can accomplish any look. Angelo, yeah, you can do streetwear, you know, hand-painted, all kinds of styles, but the vintage look, we just... I think it, it, it's a great retail piece because people, again, they have that nostalgia in the back of their head that, oh, this is this is like a shirt that I've had for 10 years in my closet. Yep. And it's like that, yeah, out of the, the gate. The third reason we love going to the thrift store is to see all the t-shirts that go there to die. Can we have a moment of silence for all those go-in, hang shirts that go to the thrift store and we'll never see the light of day. Ooh, I'm shedding a tear. All, all, all that cotton, all that time, all those resources, all that heavy print, all those heavy prints and bad designs that cause people to go through their closets to donate or It was not even good enough to try to sell it, donate it to the thrift store. Mm-hmm. Now, even the thrift store, they're going to get maybe 20-30% of those that are going to actually sell and then they'll go probably to the landfill or ship to another country and give them the shirts that no one else wants I know man That's, that's one of our goals is how can we avoid that shirt going how can we avoid that shirt from going to the thrift store and part of it is the right design you know then I hope you're listening. You probably don't care because you make plenty of money, but we saw at least 40 Gildan shirts on one rack that were there and a lot of it 5k shirts, you know, with the sponsor mm-hmm. logos on the back. And it's just sad that all of the resources that went into creating that shirt and it's dead in the water. But it's all preventable though. You know even a, a junkie Gilden shirt could last a little longer
1: with the right design, right? Yeah. I mean, funny story is, back in 03, uh, 05, I designed a bunch of hand-painted uh, t-shirts on, on the other ones. Uh, and then I couldn't sell them or whatever, and uh, I was moving, so I decided to donate them. So there's a bunch of original Angela Montiel t-shirts out there. So I mean, if you have one, did you have your signature? Oh yeah, yeah it was it was my brand. So, uh, so yeah. if you guys find those, we'll
0: buy it back for five times what you paid. <laughs> yeah, but again, it's it's a good way to go see why does a T shirt or a garment end up at the thrift store, and you know not every everyone has too many shirts as it is. But why would they pick your shirt to take to the thrift store versus someone else's? And that really again motivates us to keep pushing the design, keep pushing, you know, the the decoration and the, and the finding the right garment because spending just a couple more dollars on a nicer garment or a better design or some specialty ink could be that reason why that shirt won't end up at a thrift store. Right. So those are our three reasons for going to a thrift store, even though we don't need any just because <laughs> we like it, it's it's good to have a purpose, especially when you know we're, we're looking at it from not only a business side, but then you know personal taste side, but the the thrift, you know thing will always be here. There always be an uncycling of the past, and um, yeah, there's the um, Holy price. But still, you know, if you're gonna spend forty bucks, you can get a unique piece or a mass market piece at the mall. So yeah. anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. You know, we're learning along the way. We wanna encourage you to to set out those goals, achieve those goals, become better every day. Um, you know, again I'm I'm pointing one finger at you and back at me or is it two to you three to me one of those (laughs) either way we are excited for 2020 we are looking to bring more value we're going to bring more guests that will help you learn more about the merchandise them and what they want out of a client and so we're we're gonna try to post one every week at a minimum and hopefully you will love this podcast give it a like or a share on soundcloud anchor spotify